0: This is Arkansas and this is Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. So we're joined this morning by the man who just told me he is the man behind the camera in all of those Britney Spears Instagram videos. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> all right. <laughs> He's gonna be your Frankenstein. I've got one thing you'll Dr. Dr. Shane Spines! <laughs>
1: Dr.
0: Shane Spites. Dr. Shane Spites. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Shane Spites. Hey, Doc. How's Britney Spears doing this morning?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, Brandon is true. It's, a, it's, a, it's an awkward Ooh. side job, but you know oh. somebody's might it.
0: <laughs> hey, man, uh, you, you feel like she's healthy at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> eh, the, I can't reveal patient uh, privileged information on the radio. Uh, nice,
0: that's nice. a hippo violation, right?
1: Quit saying hippo. hippo. He always says hippo.
0: hippo. <laughs> that's <exactly> right.
1: <laughs> it you, would be a big violation, so that'd be true. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I uh, just want to let you in on a little secret. Last week when you dropped off those Milky Way uh, darks, right? And you told us, hey, have one or two of these a day. <laughs> By the next oh. day they were gone. Yeah, it's <laughs> killing me.
1: Yeah. Are you serious? You like that whole it bag? was probably well oh. we did share
0: to with one. Yeah. I mean we, we did share, but I mean, it's kind of like if, if it's in front of you and it's a gigantic bag. And they're only bite sized. Yes. <laughs> Please don't tell yeah. me you still have your other bag that you're snacking he does. on.
1: I guarantee he I do. I Safe. do. Oh, I had that. I, I had that. When I came home, I was like, "My wife, where's, that, where's your other bag?" And I said, "Oh, I said I I took it to, to Brandon and Kelly." And there was that awkward silence.
0: <laughs> well, tell her we enjoyed you, them you, thoroughly.
1: You gave my Valentine <laughs> to Brandon and Kelly.
0: <laughs> do you think well, sometimes? Do you think sometimes <laughs> she gets jealous of our relationship? Maybe annoyed.
1: Uh, there may be a, a little bit of jealousy there. Mm, yeah. The, the late night text messages and calls.
0: Like Their uh, eyes thing? probably get, get stuck from rolling.
1: Like, what's he wearing? you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the doc comes on and we talk about things happening that uh, that he reads and learns. And it's doc talk. Oh, yeah. If you guys have questions, we'd love to see your questions as well. If you want us to discuss something. I was in an event a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, a woman came up to me and said, hey, Dr. Shane Spice is my favorite thing that you guys do because there's so much good information. It's medical, it's health, and all that stuff. So we're going to put some pressure on you today to be strong. So what you got? All right. So let me see.
1: Strong. Uh, you remember the word strong when we finish this segment. We'll kind of see how it goes okay, from there. Strong. So Brandon and Kelly, I've got to know, do you close the lid before you flush the toilet?
0: Kelly first? Um, I'm going to say it's probably half and half. Okay. I'm going to say, Ray? I am going to say, Never. heck no, I don't close the, the lid ever. Oh,
1: no. So they did a study, because, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, we're always doing studies, and we use these laser lights over a toilet bowl, uh-huh. a real toilet bowl, to look at the amount of matter that is sent up into the air. Brandon, do you know what he's talking mm-hmm. about? Uh-huh. Flush okay. the toilet. Okay. The bowel matter. No. The the excrement. The the common word is poop. Yeah, Kelly said Um, one of her favorite
0: shows from the 90s was with Steve Urkel, Fecal Matters.
1: You're such
0: an idiot. (laughs) That was the worst dad joke ever.
1: Ever. (laughs) So they they looked at this, and they basically measured... Of the 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 plume, so to speak. Oh shit! Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And so, on a typical commercial toilet, generates an upward jet air velocities exceeding six point six feet per second.
0: No, no, Mm -mm. no.
1: Rapidly carries most particles up five feet above the bowl Mm -mm. within eight seconds.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So, (laughs) like, I can't think of anything else now. uh Yeah, and they actually, and what they've, and I've read, this is not the first study I've seen like this. I have seen other studies where what they did was in the vicinity of the bathroom, they set up petri dishes. Mm -hmm. You know, petri dishes, what we use to grow uh, bacteria and things like that. And they set them out and they set them open and they would flush the toilet and they would see if you could pick up, and obviously the most common being E. coli, which can make Mm -hmm. you really sick. And in fact, they were able to pick up and detect, um, bacteria, such as a e. coli now it's not just bacteria, you can also pick a virus this is going to sound really strange,
0: yeah.
1: but when you get infected with something, um you not only can uh pass it through air Mm-mm. um you know coughing it out or sneezing it out, you can pass it through other orifices Mm-mm. um and so such as influenza actually can be passed uh, and covid nineteen can be passed uh that way it can be it's suspended in the air Mm-mm. so. Um, they settle fairly quickly on surfaces uh, outside of the toilet bowl. But um, noroviruses, there, there's just lots of different bacteria and viruses that can be spread that way. Mm. And so the take-home message of this study is close the toilet lid bowl before okay. you flush. Okay, I want to
0: hit you with something that's kind of gross, okay? So I was uh, I traveled yesterday to Nashville, stopped at I always try to find like a nicer truck stop to stop in, right, where they have good coffee and stuff like that but i had to change clothes right outside of nashville because i was going to a funeral service so i changed clothes uh-huh. inside the stall right in the bathroom stalls like in a truck stop there's no lids so there's nothing to close but they also yeah. they also had one of those deals where the toilet flushes automatically so you don't have to touch anything so every time yeah. i would move my feet to like put on a different uh, you know my pant legs or my boots or whatever the toilet would flush. So I'm standing there in that little enclosed area. I bet the toilet flushed probably 10 times because every time I would move, I would trigger it. Brandon, you are encompassed. I'm probably encompassed with E. coli, aren't I?
1: So you're not going to like to hear this. Oh, gosh. But the same study, when they looked at how long did it take to clear uh, the fecal matter from the bowl, and you think, well, I flushed it down once, everything's good. Mm Mm-hmm. It took eight more flushes oh, to actually clear it of bacteria.
0: This is one of the worst
1: news days ever. Right. We have just outgrossed <laughs> out everyone in the
0: car this morning. And I also want to text all of my friends. Yes. Well, it's also the same thing that you know how people sometimes if I'm not sure how people's bathrooms are designed, like sometimes people have nooks. But sometimes it's just like, you know, there's a all toilet computer. here and there's like a counter right there and maybe your toothbrush is on the counter. Uh, we need to cover the toothbrushes and all that stuff, too, don't we?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't, yeah, absolutely, or keep those as far away from, from the toilet. That's exactly right, From far away from the toilet as you can,
0: yeah. All right, so now that you grossed us out. Some of the
1: small bathrooms, but yeah.
0: you have anything else for yeah. us after we're discussing? Oh,
1: yeah, I got, no, I got, uh, so a lot of people are having sore throats now, and mm-hmm. it's actually came up in my own household. Um, you know, the whole, there's a kind of a home remedy, like, well, does it really make a difference if you gargle with salt water? Right, Some yeah. people say it does, and some people say it doesn't, and some people say I can't really tell a difference. Well, there was, there was actually medical evidence that was done on this, looked at uh, several years ago, that it does make a difference and it actually is healthy for you. So this is a good, easy, cheap way uh, to, um, to help with a sore throat, help you get over it, and help with the pain. And it's um, a quarter teaspoon, a quarter to a half teaspoon of salt to eight ounces of warm water. It's important the water's warm so that the salt can dissolve into the water. Uh, But then gargle with that, and you can do it several times a day, and that'll help ease throat pain. It'll also help in terms of the inflammation, because most of the throat hurts because it's irritated, inflamed, it's swollen, Mm -hmm. and this will help reduce some of that swelling. So it's an easy, cheap, you know, way to take care of a sore throat. You don't have to worry about, you know, other, you know, chemicals or or medications or things like that that can make you drowsy or, you know, I can't go to work like this. So I thought I'd throw that out there because that was just something that that came up here at home. I've mm-hmm. got another thing too. what? And I found this extremely fascinating. What you got They They're looking at a voice biomarker for heart disease.
0: Hmm. Wait, th- I, I have no idea what that Look. even you uh, What does that mean?
1: I, I know that that's why I was going to, I was going to go into this. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't know what I just said. Let me go ahead and explain it. You know, when you go to the ER or somebody goes to the emergency room, they've got chest pain, right? Mm-hmm. And we do blood work, and we do this EKG, we do this tracing of your heart, and we check people out, and we try to determine whether they're having a heart attack or not. Scientists have found that changes in your voice can be a predictor of a heart attack within oh, a couple goodness. of days. Now, what
0: is it about the voice that, uh, how can, can we hear this, or is this something that has to be heard by, by something special?
1: So, no, it's a great question, and typically we cannot pick up on it, but it can be picked up on by a computer, by AI. AI can pick up on on the changes. Here's the deal. At first, when I was reading I thought, okay, they must have to have a baseline or something. They don't need a baseline. So it's not that we've got a baseline, your baseline voice, and then we compare it. Right. It's something within the frequencies of the voice. And here's where it it comes from. Just uh, from an anatomy standpoint, there's a major nerve that runs runs down your neck, runs and innervates your heart, but it also runs right next to your throat and innervates your your voice box. So the same nerve that supplies your voice box also goes down and supplies your heart. Wow. So this AI, this computer-generated program, can detect these small changes in your voice and with like 70% certainty. Oh, wow. Tell you if you're having or about to have a heart attack. Isn't that amazing? God, that is wild. I wonder what
0: even would trigger somebody to even look into that.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking too. It's like, how did you even get here? Right. And I guess, and it's called it's the vagus nerve for the, anybody that's sitting in the car that's wondering what that is. And you need a new Scrabble word. Right. It's, it's <laughs> the vagus nerve that travels down. It travels down from you know from from the um, the top of the neck there. All of our nerves come from our spinal cord. Mm-hmm. So everything from your tips of your fingers to tips of your toes, all those nerves that you can sense and feel and move things come from your spinal cord, may move out. Um, and so this one, this is a major one that, that innervates, that comes down right next to your throat. Um, and again, innervates the voice box, but also goes on down to affect heart rate and affect how your heart beats and how fast it beats and how slow it beats and things of that nature. And so it can be used in detection of of, of a preemptive heart attack. So
0: how would, tell me how they would use that. Like, because typically we're not going to go in and just say, hey, let me see if the, if my voice sounds right. To predict it is there another reason we would have to go in or is it a regular heart exam or or what would the reason be for somebody to go get and uh, allow the AI to check this
1: So this would be something that if you present so what it is when somebody comes in, let's say you're having chest pain and this is important so if somebody's having chest pain number one it's hard to know whether your chest pain is from reflux is from oh I pulled a muscle working out mm-hmm. or you know I had um, or this is a heart attack. The average person, you shouldn't mess around with chest pain. You really shouldn't. I mean, there's things that increase your risk. If you smoke, if you're overweight, if you don't uh, participate in any activity, if you've got diabetes, high blood pressure, all these things. As we get older, we have a higher risk of heart attacks. People should not play around with chest pain. Mm -hmm. You should absolutely get chest pain checked out because we have a lot of people, unfortunately, and certainly in this region of the country, that die from heart attacks because they dismiss it. Right. Oh, I'm sure it's just something I ate last night. Wow. I'm sure it's just something that you know I just twinged or I turned wrong when I was getting out of the bed. Don't ignore chest pain. Chest pain can be lethal. Um, it, it's just something that we have to we have to always make sure that it's not your it's not your heart and you're not having a heart attack. So don't and don't ever feel bad. I know this. I used to work in the ER for many years, and people would you know come in with chest pain, and then we would find out that it's not their heart, and then they would be like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I wasted your time. It's like, don't ever apologize for that. Wow. Don't ever apologize that. You did the right thing. This is not like, a, oh, it wasn't a heart attack. You know, I shouldn't have come in. That's not the case at all. It's really not. That's um, great to so,
0: hear. Yeah, that's so, great to hear.
1: Yeah, so that, that, that's, a big, that's the first thing I want to say. But when you come in for a, with chest pain, when somebody comes in with chest pain, we want to make sure it's not a heart attack. And so we'll draw blood. And we'll look at all these different blood levels. And so when your heart is being stretched, and when your heart is, is, um, is lacking oxygen, which is what a heart attack is, it'll spill out these different types of chemicals into the bloodstream that we can detect. Now, it's not 100%. And there's different things that cause these chemicals to be elevated beyond a heart attack. And So we'll do an EKG. So we'll do the electronic tracing of your heart and we'll look at that. Because if, if part of your heart's not working, it'll make that electrical... You know, uh, map look different, and so mm-hmm. my point is, is we do lots of things in the emergency room to look at someone that's having chest pain to try to figure out whether they're having a heart attack or not. And sometimes, even in all of those, we're still not sure. Right. And so sometimes we have to call a cardiologist. Now and say, look, I still can't tell, but they've got these risk factors, and I'm worried about them. And so then they end up going to. cath lab the cardiac cath lab where they get a heart cath or they or maybe they're admitted to the hospital overnight they get a stress test or something like that and so again trying to figure out is this a heart attack that you're having um is this something that could kill you this biomarker this new voice biomarker is an additional test that we would perform in the emergency room now it's still it's still a ways away from being in your local er for sure because this is the first they've done a couple of studies on this is the first major study on it um, I think this one actually came out of Europe, and so it wouldn't be surprising to me if we start seeing this coming out of Europe first before it's accepted here in the U.S. But this is one more thing that we can look at in terms of the blood test and the electrical tracings and the chest x rays and all these things that we do, just another piece of information that can increase our chances of being more specific or more, uh, more accurate in terms of diagnosing heart attacks.
0: I think that's great, and we're seeing now that it pays to do the research, and we push uh, you know, we push medicine and the medical world further every time we conduct one of these studies. So thanks for sharing that this morning.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And y'all, he is the man who's behind the camera and all those Britney Spears, Instagram videos. <laughs> he is Dr. Feelgood himself. Dr. Shane Spites, the Dean of the NYIT college of osteopathic medicine at Arkansas state. Some doc talk. And as always, man, have a great week.
1: Thanks guys. You too. All right. We'll take you. To See safe. All right.
0: Dr. Shane Spites on the K fine breakfast club which is powered by Families, Inc.